0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to That's Life, where we are expecting snow here in the New York area late tonight into tomorrow. A safe reminder that winter isn't done just yet. Sorry, Avram. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I am Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nahum Segal Network. You can find me here right after Allison or right before nahum's live lunch. It is a beautiful, blustery day here on the Lower East Side. It's actually, rummy. good morning to you. We'll start this a little... You're already on? We'll start this a little earlier. Boker-tose. Hey, you know what's supposed to be in the 60s next week? It was in the 60s this week, on Sunday,
1: but I did not know what you were saying. I just know that there's some, supposed to be some snow coming, but less than they thought 10 days ago.
0: Right. So, <laughs> youngest Wallach's son says to me yesterday, Mommy, do you think that weather forecasters are false prophets? I'm like, you know what? It's way too early in the morning to have this kind of deep conversation. But um, but no, it's supposed to be in the 60s, like in the high 50s on Sunday, and then moving on, on up the entire week. Happy first week of the marathon. I'm happy I'm producing the first week and not the second. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. Um, Again, I'm Miriam Wallach. I appreciate you tuning in this morning, coming to you from the home of the Nakam Segal Network on the beautiful Lower East Side. A boker tov to Yoni, a boker tov to Jamie, and again to Avrami. Avrami, how was your commute, by the way? Uh,
1: It went well. The bus was
0: uh, like half empty, and I slept the whole way. Didn't even realize what was happening, so I was completely groggy when we got here. But uh, it was without uh, incident, thank God, so... That's great. Is it? Yeah. It is usually without incident. Yeah, it's usually without <laughs> incident. But <laughs> I, I, but I a... don't want to take it for granted. You oh, never know. That's so nice. I appreciate every time. That's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Okay, good. Thank well, you. thank you for having that kind of wonderful outlook on life. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you for taking a break from your day to tune in. If you are a returning listener, thanks as always for making us part of your day. Um. Yeah, follow us on Twitter, NahumSigalNet, all one word. Miriam El Wallach, also wa- all one word. National holidays, by the way, here in the United States. One um, second, I'm having a little problem with my phone. I apologize. Um. It's I Want You to Be Happy Day. Isn't that nice, them? You know what we're doing to celebrate that? Having bagels? Yes, and muffins, and muffins make me happy. It worked. Yes, it certainly did. All right, it's also International Ear Care Day um and i don't know what to do about that it's also world book day which is something i tweeted out this morning my three favorite books do you know what my all right you, there's no way for you to know this i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna try this but if i told you that the outsiders by se hinton any recognition on your face would be helpful okay uh the giver thank you jamie she's smiling of course she would be the giver by lois lowry and uh green eggs and ham dr seuss okay so that one all right one out of three Everybody knows one out of three are you shocked that i'm obsa- not my favorite book by him but uh anyways it's, i have how far you will go that book that's a good one you know that one uh, right. of course i do of course i do but um you do you, by the way i mean jamie will appreciate this do you know why green eggs and ham is my favorite dr seuss book because it teaches kids to try new foods because if you try new foods you might like it right is that not so me Exactly, because I'm trying to constantly get you to eat a tomato. It's fine. Um, also, it's World Wildlife Day. It's also National Anthem Day. Shocking and bizarre as it may be, "Of um, Rummy the Star Spangled banner played on my iTunes playlist this morning. Nice. It was only followed by the Who's Won't Be Fooled Again, which um, I'm trying not to read into, but I'm sure there's uh, Rashi and Toastfos in that one. Uh, it's also Princess Day. It's National Princess Day, so shout out to my four princesses at home. And this is the strangest one. What if cats and dogs had a posable thumbs day? You really can have a national holiday for anything. The fact that we don't have a na- national holiday for the Nachum Siegel Network is disturbing, and I call on listener Yehudis to get that done. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. I am incredibly excited and humbled to welcome Dr. Karen Bacon to uh, to That's Life here this morning. Dr. Bacon is the Mordechai D. Katz and the Monique C. Katz, Dean of Undergraduate Arts and Sciences at Yeshiva University. And uh, when I was a student at Stern College, she was just, and I'm saying that in quotation marks, of course course, just the dean of Stern College, but when the two faculties merged, she was given this unbelievable promotion. Good morning, Dr. Bacon, and welcome to That's
1: Life. Good morning. It's a pleasure to join you.
0: It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. And again, um, I should start by being Machir Tove um, to you and the faculty at Stern College. I graduated in huh, 1996, I say that, it's okay, it's okay, um, and um, I had an unbelievable experience at Stern And um, so while I never had the opportunity to thank you personally, I'm certainly taking that opportunity now.
1: Well, uh, we have to thank you for being one of our star uh, graduates and Continuing to be a leader in your profession and for the Jewish people, so thank you. Well,
0: I appreciate that. That certainly, um, that certainly makes me uh, makes me blush. So I appreciate that. <laughs> but one of the reasons, um, while I had I had been uh, thinking about having you on and looking forward to having you on for for a long time now, I'm I'm certainly inspired to have you on. As as it is Women's History Month, March is Women's History Month here in the United States. It was designated actually as Women's History Month in 1987. Uh, And then since 1995, it has um, it has been reaffirmed every single presidency by the sitting president as Women's History Month. And so I wanted to take the opportunity as a woman in a man's field to speak to a woman in a man's field who has had the unbelievable opportunity to shape thousands and thousands of women during Um, very formative years before they are official adults and before they go out into the workplace. So... um I hope that, I hope that some, of the, um, some of our conversation and some of our discussion is both inspiring to others and enlightening to others, because I think that you hold a unique perspective in that you have seen such a change in society and culture, both in that real world, that outside world in which we both live, but also within the culture of the students as well, possibly reflective of what's going on outside of Stern College.
1: Uh, Yes, I think that's true. And actually, you could probably comment uh, on it as well, having been here on campus in the 90s and now meeting some of our current students, as I know you do here. As we are in this uh, in this new era, so um, yeah there 's no question there are a lot of changes uh, what 's heartening to me as I see the changes and applaud some of them and worry about others is that the basic values though for the student population here has stayed the same, and uh, that 's a commitment to, to Torah, a commitment to the Jewish people a commitment to uh, to the to the land and the state of Israel and then there are modifications on the theme because uh, the students play out those commitments. Uh, in different ways, and they certainly are viewing themselves uh, differently in terms of taking on leadership roles in in the in the bygone years uh, before maybe feminism and the women 's revolution. Um, you know the students had limited options and um, they were committed to to those options, but they didn 't have much in the way of choices today there are many many more choices as they fulfill their basic uh, commitment to both uh, their own achievement and to the Jewish people and to the world at large. So it's it's exciting. Uh, it's, uh, for some students, terrifying. <laughs> Choices and opportunities come with the upside, which is wow, and the downside, which is oy vey. And uh, I think the students have to deal with both of that. And. Uh, and when it works out well, and it mostly does, uh, it's a it's a high. And when the students are struggling, that's why we're there for them to help them through the struggle and find the light at the end of the tunnel.
0: How have the choices in majors and career choices? Um, at Stern College changed over the last I, w- I wouldn't even say decades I would say decade because there's been such an evolution over 10 years but how have the girls intro sorry the women's interests at Stern College um, both continue to reflect the- those unbelievable opportunities that are now presented
1: well, the women here, as women and men everywhere, are very much influenced by the outside world and what are the career paths that seem to be hot, the ones that will lead to both gainful employment and also a sense of satisfaction. For the women, uh, I think the health professions have been very strong over the last decade and even longer. And our admission rate into the traditional ones, medicine and dentistry, is very high. Um, also, uh, you know, the physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy. But, you know, recently, there's been a resurgence in um, interest in nursing and a shortage of nurses, and suddenly the interest in nursing amongst our students has really bloomed. We have a relationship with NYU Nursing School, a joint degree program, and I think this year we're sending 20 women to NYU to begin their nursing career. Now that wasn't true 10 years ago. Um, at the same time, computer science was hot at one point, then went into kind of the cellar, and now it's enjoying a resurgence. And there's enormous in computer science, data, data analytics. In fact, we're in the process of recruiting new faculty to those areas. So the women are very much influenced by what's happening in the outside world, and I'm not at all surprised that if I look at the profile of the majors that are of our greatest interest amongst our students, they're very similar to the profile of students at other universities. Uh, the difference there is that we support every single student individually to achieve those goals. And some of the large university students sometimes flounder in, in finding their career paths. By the way, something unusual, which is certainly true, is that we have a very large interest of students in art. Hmm. in in studio art, in graphic design, in video production. That we didn't have 10 years ago, and we're certainly uh, very excited about that. That I often say the art studios here are amongst the most creative places on campus, and the, and the students are fabulous.
0: That's incredible. That's not something that I remember from the 90s, of course. I'm not sure you would be able to ever have found me in a studio class, except by accident. <laughs> um, definitely not a candidate, shall we say, of anything besides... Um, let's say, uh, big fat crayons, but um, but I very much appreciate the fact that that kind of opportunity exists on campus in a way that might not have been a need in the 90s. I wonder your incoming students, I mean, a lot of students have already received their ex- acceptance letters, and certainly there are upcoming students on the horizon for Stern College who um, have certain prospects or who have been um, you know sought after so to speak are those are those incoming students do they have the similar interests that already exist or is there somebody who like you're looking at this this candidate this potential student saying wow i i see that we're going to do really well with this kid but i can only imagine where she is going to fit into women's history in the future
1: well i i've been meeting with a lot of students who've applied to our honors program and that's something that also has really blossomed in the last ten to fifteen years and as I met the candidates for next year's honors program still a large number of them are talking about STEM fields you know science and technology and again that's part of the times the federal government is pushing women in science and technology so these women are saying that but I have a feeling that at least several if not many will change their direction over time because of the variety of our programs and because we really expose them to new ideas and new possibilities one of the things that we're heavily invested in is in political science, public affairs, international relations. We've been lucky to have uh, Danny Ayalon, Ambassador Ayalon, with us for the last couple of years. He's here again. Senator Lieberman. We try to bring in speakers. We have a panel discussion coming up shortly. I think with uh, um, with uh, with a number of people who've been in, in government and international affairs. We're trying to spark the interest of some of our brightest and best students that yes, I could go into public office. I could go into public service, I could be kind of a national type figure, and I think it's going to work. It's just a matter of plugging away, inspiring the women, believing in them, stretching them, pushing them, and letting them go, and I think it'll happen.
0: Wow. That is uh, that is an exciting prospect for the future, that is for sure. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Dr. Karen Bacon joins us. She is the Mordecai D. Katz and the Dr. Monique Seacatz, Dean of Undergraduate Arts and Sciences at Yeshiva University. How was the uh, blending of the faculties gone? I know that there was some um, nerves, some butterflies, so to speak, before it took place, but is it as seamless as it appears from the outside? No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It is not <laughs> and you know men are wi- and women are different, and men's campuses and women's campuses are different, and Yeshiva College and Stern College are definitely different, but I'm having a good time, and we're getting to know each other, and uh we have some bumps and uh and we come back smiling and uh and i think uh, I think we're beginning to integrate, so I see a lot of progress, but it hasn't been simple, and a lot is about cultural differences about uh kind of getting away from suspicions and 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 beginning to trust and enjoy each other's company. Yesterday, I had a meeting with a couple of faculty members, and we ended it by smiling and laughing, so I think it's a good sign. Thank God
0: for that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God for that. Yeah, listen, at least from the outside, everything looks good, so call a vote for that. There are so many famous women in history. um, I, I took, you know, 40 seconds to just literally Google it, and what amazed me were the five faces that popped up. There was Jane Addams, Susan B. Anthony, Marie Antoinette, Rosa Parks, and Anne Frank. And when I saw Anne Frank's pop face pop up there, the, the young teen that she was, I was really taken aback, and not in a bad way, but just like a little bit reaffirmed because we have... Unbelievable women and role models, uh, Jewish women like Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Elena Kagan, both obviously who are Supreme Court justices. And we, we take a step back to remember the fact that there are so many Jewish women who have played incredible roles, pivotal roles in history as a whole that there's um, that for me, it was just a, a moment to take pause.
1: I think that's true, and I'm always reminded of something that uh, the Rav Rav Soloveitch Zatzal wrote in one of his uh, articles that at the turning points in history, it was really the women who made the difference. And uh, maybe they weren't so obviously front and center, although Queen Esther certainly was. But they were the ones who were the doers, the shakers, and the ones who changed the course of history. Um, I think that when we look at some of the role models or the famous women that you've discussed, it also pays to go back really to our biblical figures and tease out their special qualities that are relevant for us today. And uh, I think you can find them, because of course I believe you can find everything there, but I really think you can find those characteristics of the way they functioned. Um, our biblical heroine heroines and and see how we can use some of their characteristics, their style, their goal setting, and uh, use it to inform the lives of young women today.
0: no, absolutely, I agree, and it's funny because in my notes. Um, when I listed all of these, when I you know took a quick list so to speak of famous women in history or influential women in history, the first word I had was Imahot, was yep. to remind ourselves just how far back we should go and how much influence each of the Imahot had in the lives of their spouses in the li- and in the turn of events that is Jewish history, and we don't abandon. Those goals, those values, those influences, they really, and that's, that is part of a testament of what it means to be, you know, an Orthodox Jew.
1: I think the fact that when we say uh, Avraham, when you when we say Avraham Vasara, it was a partnership. The two names go together, and I think that's, uh, that's a model and that's a value that uh, our young women can appreciate today when they find their life's partner, that it is a partnership, that they're going to be walking hand in hand, whatever the trials and tribulations. And, uh, and then, of course, there are other women who have other kinds of outstanding qualities, but that partnership concept is a very important one, I think. None of us want to walk the Walk alone. We want right. to walk with somebody, uh, alongside somebody, supporting somebody, and being supported by somebody. And I think that's something we can learn from our from our role models in the Torah.
0: I was even just struck by Hannah, who changed mm-hmm. the way that we all pray, mm-hmm. um, and that kind of. I don't even want to say subtlety, but her, but her personal actions that she did not intend to, shall we say, make a political statement or, or cause such waves, completely changed how we interact and speak to God on a daily basis.
1: Absolutely. You're right. You're right. There's wonderful material there. And every time, of course, we get the benefit of reading the Torah every single year once again and reading the Navi too, and, uh, and we are refreshed in the way we see what they did and how it can reflect upon us it's really um
0: it's really a a again as i as I said at the beginning a humbling opportunity to speak to you on the air not just because you are completely responsible for the education of so many women but also because you you personally embody that balance that um that ability to both have the secular success and the accolades that go with it and still you know, be that Torah Jew role model that we look for um, in the, uh, you know, as we continue to live our modern lives. Is there somebody that sticks out in your mind, somebody that you look to as a woman in history, a Jewish woman in history, who, who is either, I, I don't want to use the term of serves as a role model for you, maybe that's glossing it over too much, but somebody who you reflect on and saying, wow, that person directly influenced my life, even though you may not have known her?
1: Well, I think we are coming up to Purim, and I think Esther, in some ways, uh, resonates uh, very uh, clearly for me, because you see her transitioning through her life, and uh, I was never a public figure when I was young, certainly when I was a student here at Stern College, because I, too, am an alum and a proud alum, um, very, very shy, very much in the, in the, in the background, and uh, life circumstances, and I feel blessed, have brought me to a place where I can actually be of influence to large numbers of people where I can be outspoken about the things I believe in and I think that we see that kind of thing in in Esther's life and then finally we read in the Talmud that she says keep le lidorot you know tell my story so it shouldn't right. be buried someplace I've learned that that's what women need to do they need to be effective in what they're doing. They need to be self-reflective so that they are reaching for goals that are both meaningful and, and spiritually elevating. But then they also have to say, tell my story. Right. And I think that's an important lesson. <laughs> absolutely,
0: absolutely. With one final question, what do you look for um, in our future? We keep talking about our history and obviously we want to make sure that history either does or does not repeat itself, hopefully it repeats itself with good influences and, and we take these these values and we continue them through. But what goal, what what is that moment that you're hoping to to live for, that you're hoping, I shouldn't say that, that you're hoping to uh, reach that attainable goal for women in the future?
1: Wow. I think, (laughs) wow, I think (laughs) that goal is they should be able to wake up every morning, look around, and find both peace and exhilaration, both challenges and satisfaction. And I hope we all live through the next election in November.
0: I mean, I want you to know, by the way, I completely avoided the election conversation, specifically because I knew 20 minutes would not be enough for us to be able to discuss it. But there is something to be said for having a woman as a front runner. There is certain something to be said about that. And either way, good, bad, or indifferent – Hillary will certainly take her place and has already taken her place in history.
1: It's a turning point. No yes. question It no is question. certainly
0: a turning point, and also to have two women who were both running, Carly Fiorino for a while. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, interesting, very interesting where we are. Very yes. Interesting. It's, and the men who are running, very interesting too. Yes.
0: I refer to it as a circus. I'm waiting for my ticket to arrive. Until then, I um, I, I'm, it's just the
1: stakes are so high that yes. it's terrible. But it, anyway, exactly,
0: exactly. But again, we will hold that for another conversation when you and I finally discuss political science over drinks uh, anytime okay <laughs> anytime uh- dean, dean bacon i i very much appreciate you joining me thank you so much kola vote to you and continued hatzlacha
1: My pleasure.
0: Thank you so much. My pleasure. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahtm Siegel Network. Wow, that is like a Stern College grad moment. I'm totally enjoying myself. Uh, Rami, you could. All right. You know, you're looking at me like I'm a little bit fangirl right now. Very honestly, I am. I'm a little bit fangirl. Dean Bacon is incredible, and she's just as real in real life as she is on the air. Anyway, you've been listening to That's Life here at the Nahtm Siegel Network. I am. uh, I'm going to pull up a song in the background as soon as I. Do my fortune cookie because I realize that Yoni keeps pulling fortune cookies for me, and I apologize that this is out of order. Um, I would say odds are but I'm just making excuses for the fact that I forgot to crack it open in the begin with. Here we go. Success won't taste so good without failure as appetizers. Somebody say food. I think that I think I just missed the entire points of the um, the fortune, but I like it anyway. It actually, uh, Rummy, you know what? I'm gonna play these numbers. That's good. That's good. I'm going to read it to Nahum. We'll see how it comes up. Anyway, you've been listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. We have a full afternoon of programming for you right after That's Life. It's the Live Lunch with Nahum Siegel from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. I'm going to pull. I'm going. To, I'm going to start playing this music only because it is long, and I hope you enjoy it. And uh, it's a little bit off the beaten path. Something about this, uh, all this Imahot talk made me want to play the prologue, otherwise known as Tradition, from Fiddler on the Roof. This is the cast recording by Zero Mostel and Company. I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to. Fiddler on the Roof. (laughs) Yes, there is something to be said about our history, about our tradition, and about moving forward. The live lunch will start here in just a few moments. Nahum should be here any minute. We look forward to hearing him until 1 o'clock. And then, of course, the stunt show and everything else we have programmed for today. It is a full lineup. Don't miss a moment. Tomorrow morning, Nahum hosts JM and AM live here on the stream. NachumSiegel.com, JMandAM.org, 91.1, 90.1, and 91.9 FM. Weekly update is on tomorrow. Malcolm Holmline will join Nahum at about 7.40 in the morning. I also want to make sure to mention that tomorrow will be the last JMAM before the official marathon starts. Feel free to pledge in advance. You can go to jmam.org and go to wfmu.org. We appreciate in advance any support and all support that you can give us. As we would say, all donations are gratefully accepted. I look forward to joining Nahum and Matis and the crew this Monday at WFMU as we kick off the fundraiser. Again, the marathon starts on Monday. Please give, and give generously. We appreciate it, as always. 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. It's another great episode of Table for Two with Naomi Nachman. of hosts host Saturday Night Seagull. This month's a Shabbos starting at 9 p.m. At 10 p.m., renowned speaker Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson hosts Eternal Flame at 11 p.m. David Lichtenstein hosts Headlines. Sunday morning, JM Sunday with Matis from 7 to 9 Eastern Time. If you missed last week's JM Sunday, then you you seriously missed out. You can check it out on the archive. Last week was an unbelievable show, had a little bit of an Oscars preview. It was a fantastic, fantastic program. I do mean Matis, I don't mean the Oscars. So good job to Matis. My thanks to everyone. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> of our little village we've always had our many special types for instance Yen to the matchmaker Avram I have a perfect match for your son a wonderful girl who is it? Rachel, the shoemaker's daughter Rachel? she can hardly see she's almost blind tell the truth Avram is your son so much to look at the way she sees and the way he looks it's a perfect match And Reb Nocham the beggar. Alms for the poor. Alms for the poor. Here, Reb Nachum, here's one kopeck. One kopeck? Last week you gave me
1: two kopecks. I had a bad week. So, if you had a bad week, why should I suffer? And most important,
0: our beloved Rabbi. Rabbi, may I ask you a question? Certainly, my son. Is there a proper blessing for the Tsar? A blessing for the Tsar, of course. May God bless and keep the Tsar far away from us.
1: Among ourselves, we've always gotten along
0: perfectly well. Of course, there was the time he sold him a horse, but delivered a mule, But that's all settled. Now we live in simple peace and harmony. It was a horse. It was a mule. It was a horse. It was a mule,
1: <laughs> I tell you, it was a horse. Uh-huh. A mule. <laughs> horse, mule, horse, mule, horse, mule. Tradition, <laughs> <laughs> tradition, tradition, tradition. Tradition,
0: tradition, without our traditions, our life would be as shaky as, as, as a fiddler on the roof. You've been listening to That's Life with Miriam L. Wallach. Coming up next, live lunch with me, Nahum Siegel, right here at the Nahum Siegel Network.